word, I'm Steve. I was really hoping that we would just, since Jess isn't here, that it would just, just go completely off the rails. Yes, I know. But I was like, <laughs> no, I'm going to do that just for the heck of it. In the spirit of Jess. And, and who are you again? Oh, uh, yeah. So interesting, you said interesting team building strategies? Yeah, team building strategies that are not forced and that actually work. Like, um, I'm, I'm curious about it because sometimes you can, you can try to build teams, but if teams, are, if the individuals are not interested, it just, it just ends up falling down. Yeah, or, you know, those individuals don't participate, too. So that's one of the things that I like doing. It's it's very interesting because there's, you know, there's a cycle of team building that we're all familiar with. The uh, forming, storming, norming, and performing, right? And yep. then if you want to tack yep. on the postpartum junk or whatever after that, you can't. But, like, those are the four main, and it's after you've been on a number of teams or you've built a number of teams like you can see everything um and there is like i definitely have a methodology that i use it's difficult to explain though because uh, it's very squishy and very touchy-feely and very organic that's the other thing too I, absolutely i agree go ahead like i i mean you and i've worked together so you've seen me i one of the things I do, I try lots of different things to see what works and what doesn't work. And so sometimes I'm like, oh, this is going to freaking kill. And it just falls completely flat. Like at the place we were at, I remember I thought this, uh, I put together the status report and I did like a real fun PowerPoint. I'm like, everybody's going to freaking love this. And like, nobody cared. <laughs> it, was just, it was fun for me, you know? Mm -hmm. But we had other fun things that just happened, like the Letterkenny thing. It, that was just like three people that that started with, and we just started talking about it. Ended up we had opportunities when um, the director of IT switched out, and I remember we were having this big meeting on process, and the PowerPoint that he sent me was really stuffy. <laughs> like okay. really formal so he's like we're gonna have these rules and like you know um it was be present was one of them like keep your laptops closed and one of those things uh so it was like and i changed i changed the wording on a lot of them to make them a lot softer and funny and then i added a picture of khabib Nurmagomedov and conor mcgregor squaring off in the ufc and that I think was it was either the, that was right after the rules or right before the rules to also make it like you know not as stuffy but I also took some rules out because I'm like <clears throat> we're adults we do not need to say these types of things if, you know for me personally I was at a place where one of this scrum master was like she's like we're gonna put all of our phones in a basket I'm like no, we're not because we're not freaking in high school, dude. Like we are adults. I can keep my phone in my pocket and not look at it, but if I need to look at it, I'm gonna freaking look at it. And if it's in the middle of the meeting, it's in the middle of the meeting. And then it became this big joke. 
to the rest of the team where they wanted the laptops to be closed and they would ask a question and the developers were like, I don't know, because I can't look at my laptop. <laughs> so like That's every, awesome. Every question became this big joke and then they finally realized how stupid that thing was and it had only worked for their previous team because they were sure. like-minded <clears throat> yep so and there are things that and so that's the difficulty in building teams is it's very difficult to teach other people how to do that yes and some people absolutely like if they see no value in it they're not going to do it and it and it is going to hinder everything like if you're not all rowing in the same direction it just it just there's there's no point um because i'm on two totally different teams and one team is all like yep we're all rowing this way and everybody kind of nobody's resisting it there's a few like late comers to it mm -hmm. but yep. eventually it's like the momentum and the inertia kind of keeps it moving and another one, it's like, there are the, a couple that are like, I am not doing that. And I'm going to make it so awkward to be rowing in the same direction that I am going to like absolutely kill any momentum. It's very strange. It's very strange. I mean, we had we definitely had um like we played jeopardy at one of the places we were yes yeah which most people that was fun uh the first few times there was one person in particular that like was not a fan they still played along which was very nice of them to do <laughs> they i think they did leave one time in the middle of <laughs> really <laughs> that's <nice>. funny <laughs> wow i'm sure you know who it is too uh I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, I've always... So at the place we're at now, um, I did work with a bunch of people where I didn't do any of that stuff. And it was because I think I have... I, I don't know. I have some extra skill. I have an advantage when it comes to doing that stuff, which is I can pick up on the vibes of people. And so I can kind of gauge people pretty quickly. And a lot of these people, the vibes, like, I was getting bad vibes from them, right? Like, <laughs> it was, they they were serious. They didn't want to be funny. They didn't appreciate it being organic. They wanted to play their political games. And so I didn't do um, any of that stuff with one particular group of them. And then as we transitioned and we had different people join the team, it changed. And now we have, like, we have a meeting. We have a team called Avengers. Um, any other groups of people that I meet with, like we call different um, teams from, like we have a Shield meeting, we have a Fantastic Four meeting. Um, we created a like an intake request that we call the House Party Protocol, which is from Iron Man Three. <laughs> so we have this like Marvel theme, and then we have a another person that um, they happen to be super into Marvel. So they more often than not, we're talking about it at the beginning of the meeting. It just that was by accident. I just called it the mm -hmm. Avenger meeting one time and it just stuck. It was just me being like, I can't really have any other fun here, so I'll just call the meetings weird things. And I called them like all the names of all the Marvel movies. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, so it's, to me, uh, 
it's, you know, being authentic, being willing to take a chance and trying lots of different things, knowing that a lot of it's not going to stick. What do you suppose is the motivation that some people have to resist it? Is it like they're uncomfortable with that? Is it, um, you know, like... I think they're just not used to having fun at work. It's just work is serious. Like that's what the feeling I get a lot from a lot of places is it's all super stuffy. And then I show up and I'm goofy. (laughs) And so I think at least from my experience, like they're just not used to doing that kind of stuff. And so they, so of course nobody would ever do it because they're not used to doing it. So they don't even think. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. There, I mean, there are some, there are definitely some people that just have, there are some personalities that you have to deal with. That's with any team building or working with any person in a personal communication. And so, you know, we had some difficult people that we worked with. We, we brought them along kind of like they did change. They tolerated the silly stuff that we did for the most part. Like they didn't, they may have been Debbie Downers. I know they were for sure Debbie Downers in the beginning. Like my first interactions with them, they were pretty bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they, they did come quite a quite a ways for them. <laughs> what what do you what is the tipping point for them? Is it oh you can have fun and still get work done? Or is it um gosh, I'm the only one who's being a Debbie Downer and now I'm I'm the minority. I don't know I don't know what it is. I don't know what the tipping point is. And some, by the way, have never changed. Like they're stalwarts to the end. They're like, I am I refuse to buckle under this this notion that we can enjoy work. I'm gonna try to make it as miserable as possible for everyone, including myself. You know? I think it's a, it's just, that's the team, the dynamic that gets created and they just kind of, I don't, I don't think they're consciously giving in or feeling like they're singled out if they don't participate. Cause I certainly don't, at least for me, like I always, how come as you are, like, however you are, it's totally fine. You don't have, you're not looked at different if you do or you don't participate. If you don't want to be silly with me, that's fine. I'll still be silly. And if you think I'm dumb, that's fine. I don't care. So I think it's just kind of the team dynamic. It's I think in every case too, there's a length of time that's kind of required to build the team. Totally well. agree. This whole yep. uh, like notion of you know swapping people in and out and moving them from team to team on an accelerated time frame, like three to six months, that's what creates those environments, I think. If you let people stay together for a period of time, that's when you get to, I think usually after six months is when you get to kind of start seeing that. Yep. Um, Do you think there is a subconscious effort to thwart that? Like, uh, and I'm thinking like maybe a manager might go, oh, this team is actually performing now and I've had nothing to do with it. So I'm going to, I am going to subconsciously break that team up and change things because I had nothing to do with their success. Oh, it's not subconscious. It's conscious. A hundred percent. I've been on it. 
my experience wasn't quite that malicious, but I was on a team where we were performing so much that we were screwing up the books. Like we were making too much money to the point where the executives were like, you guys need to stop for a little while. <laughs> like, stop doing what you're doing, please. But yeah, we've absolutely like, um, this is the, and the thing that I've noticed good, like full-time employees or people that have been in the organization for a while, they know better than to actively go after it. What they do instead is they wait until there's a critical mass to try and squash it. So usually you get, because you get this team that gets insulated and this team performs and they destroy every other team as far as performance goes. Like it's, you can't even compare them. And what these other teams do is they, they have, they just sit and they wait for, you know, them to make changes in the organization, to change who reports to who, who owns what, um, and then they kind of break it up from there. And so everybody that's good on a team that performs usually eventually leaves because they don't stay, good people don't stay in crappy places. <laughs> so that's what I've seen is it kind of starts and everybody kind of leaves and goes somewhere else. And it's just yeah. kind of the nature. And the thing that I mean, sucks is when you're on a, when you experience that, especially early in your career, like you know it's possible and you chase it, but it's like, you basically captured lightning in a bottle. It's very unlikely that you're going to do it again. Yep. Yeah. Totally agree with that. 100%. And yet I feel like I recently recaptured that like, Ooh, this could be great. And I, I don't, I don't think the organization is going to let that happen. No, I, the place we're at now, I, I feel like, it has shown me you can it's repeatable but the the parameters or the requirements for that to happen are so rare that they all kind of come together and so you get like varying flavors of that i mean i'm sure you do you go to places and you are part of successful teams or you build successful teams and they're just varying degrees of that thing that you're chasing that was like the best. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. <laughs> totally agree. And but you know, I look back on those things and and the the the, the way the team kind of came together organically. And I have found that the most successful ones are the ones where management just at for whatever reason has stayed out of the way and just let them figure out their process that works for all of them. And it and it just works. And then management looks and goes, wait a minute, I'm, I haven't been part of that. I need to I need to go mess that up. Yep. And that's a, to me, that's a, that's a defining quality between good leadership and bad leadership. So most people in leadership get into that position because they're, because of seniority and all the good people leave. So they're like the last one. They know how to do the job the best. So they're like, well, we should make this person in charge because they know how to do it. And the mistake that everybody makes, everybody, is they don't change 
they keep doing the job that they were doing, good people will eventually realize that's not my job anymore. I don't need to do that. And I need to put good people in there. So another key mistake that they make between good leaders and bad leaders, good leaders will, they trust their team and they do everything they can to get out of the way of their team and make sure everybody else is out of the way of their team. And because they understand that whatever the team does, they get credit for it, good or bad. And so the best thing that can ever happen is somebody on a team that reports to you gets promoted above you or to your level. That's the best thing because you get credit for bringing that person on or coaching that person to that particular level and putting that person in a position. So it's like your promotion won't be that far behind. <laughs> but bad leaders try and thumb everybody down and keep them from getting promoted because they think that they need to show everyone that they're responsible. And it's, mm -hmm. just, it's just not how it works. <laughs> yep. Yep. Totally agree. So it's frustrating. I'm, I'm having I'm having flashbacks <laughs> to like three projects in my career. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, classic. Most most people you deal with in leadership positions are like that. Yeah. Yeah, and and everything you said was like spot on for this one project I was on 10 years ago. That was like the greatest project ever. It was lightning in a bottle and wildly successful. And at the end of it all, um, this trifecta of managers that weren't involved in it at all, absolutely threw shade on it, lies, everything about it yep. to just discredit it. And it yep. was like, okay, I don't need to be here anymore. See ya. So it was exactly as you described it. It's, yep. it's really weird to me. There's, cause there's this in the industry we work in, there's this like air of people are going to get fired if things don't perform. I have never seen that happen. I think one time and it was actually at this place, but it wasn't really performance. It was, they created like the worst working environment ever. But so everyone's always, well, if we don't get this out or we don't do this or it falls over, we're going to get fired. I was at a place where it fell over on Black Friday and everybody fixed it. They got it resolved. It took a little bit, like a few hours, but they got it resolved. And the it was the symptom was showing itself in the place that our team was responsible for. The cause was due to a setting of hatchiness. And so the beginning everyone's like oh this thing fell over it freaking sucks what are you guys doing over there right and then we all spend all this time to figure it out we figure it out and then nobody talks about it ever again but forever our team's attached to the day that it fell over <laughs> sure yep yeah so yeah <clears throat> i don't know it's good irritating. times yeah it's just it's yeah. so irritating working with those people too yep and what you said earlier about you spend you spend the rest of your career chasing that i totally did that for like seven eight years like okay i'm on this new project this could be great oh it's not okay this is not going to work i need to go to something else because this is not this is not how to do things 
and move, 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 move to different projects. And it was like, I'm never going to see that again, am I? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. The sooner you can kind of come to terms with that, the better off you are. Because it, it's like, it's really weird. There's this, I, I run into a lot of people in, you know, these leadership roles where they're like, it has to be this way. This is what the book says. If you're doing it differently, it's not this, you know, and it's like, it. that's not how it worked. It's not like they got to where they're at by not doing that. What they were doing was kind of working. So build on what they're doing. Don't tear everything down and start over. It's very rare that you need to tear everything down. And that's mm-hmm. when you get people who push back. When you're like, oh, all the ways you were doing it, we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> Mm-hmm. people don't like that because they move yep. the cheese like you like to say right <laughs> but I, but i realized that i had an unrealistic expectation yep and that was the source of my disgruntlement for years like how can we not create this team environment that works and is successful because i have i had this the unrealistic expectation that it was repeatable yep. and it's not it absolutely is not. It's a confluence of cosmic power that allows you to recreate it. Yep. Yeah, it's very rare. Yeah, uh, which is a huge bummer. But yes, it is like you're talking about. It's your own expectation that gets you in trouble and that makes you frustrated yep. with other people and with organizations. And you have to adjust that and just be like, that was that place. This is this place. Yep. different yeah and yeah. go ahead i'm sorry i interrupted you i apologize go ahead uh i forgot <laughs> okay i was gonna say at the current place where we are i made the observation a couple of weeks ago i said hey we i'm on this team one team that's very high performing and it is like it has the it has this potential to, if you just assign work to it, this team will get it done. And this place was talking about pillaging resources and moving them around. And I kind of pushed back and said, why don't you just assign work to the team? Like you, you, you can't, you can't just break a team up and expect it to continue to go. So we'll just give it work. And that was what I suggested a couple of weeks ago. And this week, as you know, things are changing and that's not going to be the case. I think nope. it's going to, they're going to, they're going to absolutely not pay attention to the whole dynamic thing and just go, oh, well, we can just do whatever we want and it'll be fine. Yep. And I'm like, and the, and this was the moment where I'm like, hmm, where's the ripcord? Where's the ripcord? Well, and that's the thing, like, a lot of organizations just don't understand. Um, you, all you got to do is feed the machine. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't need to do anything with the people unless you have multiple teams and somebody wants to do something completely different. But it's like, all you, you just have to tell them what to do. And you have to do it. This is another key mistake people make is you just got to tell them what the most important thing is. Like the place we're at, I keep telling everybody that I'm like, we don't care what the work is. We just need you to tell us what the most important thing is, whatever's first, and we'll get after it. No big deal. 
we're, we're not invested in you guys, you know, playing your, you guys trying to figure out what you think the most important thing is. We don't care. We just want to know what the most important thing is so we can do it. That's it. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. They, Agreed. A lot of places just don't, they just don't understand the concept of just assign the work and it'll get done. <laughs> no, they think there's more magic to it than that. That somehow they've got to be in control of the levers and and it's like, man. I've especially found it the full-time employees at places their skill sets are so limited especially if they've been at the organization for an extended period of time and so that's part of the reason that happens is you can't move people around because they don't have the experience outside of the one thing they've been doing for the last 10 years yep and so if you're gonna that's why it doesn't work to just move them around you put them on a place and let them learn that and then get really good at that for a few years Yeah. Yeah, I forgot what I was gonna say. Con. I think we're good. Yeah. We've we've said it all, man. Yeah. This was a good one. I, I, that's the problem, like, you know, with team building is it's it's like medicine. There is knowledge that you have to have about medicine, but cases are not textbook. And there are all these variables that you have to deal with. And so you're constantly playing this game of what could this potentially be? And you draw on your experience. Um, and the only way you get experience is by trying and screwing up. <laughs> yeah. Learning what not to do. <laughs> yep. And you have to let let the, the collective figure out what their amoeba looks like. Right. And then, and then just let it plow over everything <laughs> and get stuff done. But it, but it is very, as you talked about, it's very organic. You gotta, you gotta let the team figure out how they work together and when they, and let them trust each other, and, and and that's another thing is I had heard there was like a a, a trilogy a, a trifecta. It was like trust, respect, and I can't remember the other tenet right now. It's, it's escaping me. But what, when someone said that to me recently, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, because team A that lacks this, that lacks the performing mantra, doesn't respect each other, doesn't listen, doesn't, doesn't have any of that. And that's where it all falls down. Yep. But when you have people that are like, oh, okay, I respect your role and I need to be cognizant of that whether you're upstream or downstream or whatever and when you have people that are aware of all that it just it just makes everything super easy 